Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is our fifth episode, and to put this at the front of it, this will be the, the last episode in the first initial batch of podcasts that I release. So, if you've made it this far, thanks for sticking around and know that I do plan on making more episodes that'll come out on a more regular basis. Going forward, I won't be releasing them in batches. This was more for a quality control element where I wanted to make sure I was producing content that I felt was worth publishing before. Before I actually published it and so far I think it's been pretty successful I've been pretty happy with when I've gone back through and have been editing these episodes and listening back through and I've been relatively happy with what I've been producing obviously there's places where I wish I said more or wish I elaborated more whatever but overall I'm pretty happy with what I've been making and so I'm going to continue to do that on a more regular basis going forward today my topic's gonna be hopefully it's a little less serious than some of the other ones though knowing me it's gonna turn serious pretty quickly i'm gonna be talking about the concept of uh, relaxation and rest and how that's a necessary element for people in their lives and to live a more successful life you have to be able to do this skill well so for my vacation if you want to call it that basically it was just me taking about four days and just getting away from everyone else getting my own little place and I did a lot of reading I did a lot of movie watching I did a lot of nothing basically and that's okay like I I didn't need to do anything but to be able to get away from the day-to-day of work from the day-to-day of listening to all of the news that was going on to get away from all of the things that sort of bog us down day-to-day all of the things that weigh us down that we continually are surrounded by that we continually are are trying to overcome even though we can't to get away from all of that I think it's a super helpful thing and it's one of those things where I knew it would be helpful I knew it was a necessary thing for me to have to get away I knew that I was something I had to do even if it wasn't something I necessarily wanted to do and I don't think we realize how much these things affect us until we do step away until we do take a break from everything and realize that our perspectives are so warped by all of these things that we're constantly bombarded with Uh, usually it's work stuff right usually it's the day-to-day of work usually it's the emails you got to respond to or the the task you got to do each and every day whatever it is it it, it weighs on us and it it carries us down because we just get used to this rhythm of having to do it that when we don't have to do it we sort of realize how much of our time and effort and energy is taken up by that thing and the same goes for trying to keep up with current events trying to keep up with politics trying to keep up with the latest trends whatever it is all of these things weigh us down all of these things hold us back and all of these things really take a toll on us mentally and because it takes a toll on us mentally it's going to take a toll on us physically and emotionally and spiritually and so I think it's so necessary for us to just remove ourselves from that situation to gain a better perspective on this I know for me I like to keep up with politics I like to keep up with the current events I like to know what's going on in in my country, the United States, as well as the world, just to, you know, be on top of things, to understand what's going on and to be informed. And I want to make it clear that I don't think that's a bad thing to try to stay informed. I usually think it's a very good thing to be aware of what's going on around you so that you're not ignorant of these things so that you can either participate in them or react against them if that is what you feel is necessary or what the situation calls for. Whatever it is, to be aware of it, to know what is happening,
thing is half the battle because usually what happens is people become complacent simply because they don't know what's going on and so they just step back and don't want to take the necessary action to get involved and so I think it's important to stay engaged but at the same time you have to be willing to remove yourself temporarily in order to readjust your perspective on things. In the United States, especially though, of course, around the world as well, a lot is happening that is significant. A lot is happening that is super heavy. And a lot is happening that is hard to wrestle with, hard to come to terms with, and hard to wrap your mind around. And you're constantly bombarded with. You're constantly shown these things. You're constantly being confronted with all of these really heavy issues, all of these massive topics. And I think it's a good thing for us to wrestle with. I think it's okay for us to try to deal with what these issues are to determine what the severity is to determine what our next course of action is i think all of that's a good thing but we're so weighed down with it that i think we're almost to the point where we're exaggerating everything that's happening around us and i'm not trying to say we're exaggerating the depth of corruption i'm not saying we're exaggerating how much inequity there is between certain groups of people i'm not trying to say any of that what i'm saying is that we're so accustomed to being shown all of these things and being fronted with all of these things that we can't have a level-headed position on them because we've been so absorbed by it that we need to take a step back from it to gain that level-headed perspective that's not trying to ignore it that's not trying to put it to the side and let it calm down so we never have to deal with it I'm not advocating that at all in fact I think that's the worst thing we could do but for me personally and I'm taking my personal experience and extending it a little bit I think it's important for us to to take that step back to to take a step away from things to gain a more level-headed perspective on what all is happening and what all is going on for me I was so utterly saddened and depressed about all of these bad things that are happening and again I'm not saying that they aren't bad things that are happening and I'm not trying to you know run away from issues I'm not trying to to say that these issues aren't real but at the same time I had such a negative perspective on everything that it was tainting the way I looked at everything even positive things because it made me kind of go oh yeah sure that thing's positive but what about all these other bad things and I think just take a step away for a while to disengage for a bit and then approach it again with a more level-headed perspective has allowed me to gain a better stance on how I see the world and what's going on and then in my own job where I was getting so bogged down by projects I was working on and the day-to-day -day monotony of things that I was becoming very unhappy with my work because it was just the same thing over and over nothing was changing I wasn't gaining any ground in terms of the skills I was hoping to learn or to grow in or anything like that I was kind of stuck and so to take that step back take a step away for me it helped me realize one how far I have come in terms terms of large scale because it's hard to gain large scale perspective when you're in the midst of things but then two to realize that I do have time still to do those extra things that I want to do as well as the fact that I'm not ignoring those extra learning steps those extra things I want to do to grow into I'm not ignoring that by doing this day-to-day -day stuff but rather this day-to-day -day stuff is part of my job and I, I need to do it in order to do those extra things 
better. And so now, it's been a little over a week since I've come back. I feel much more happy <laughs> with doing the day-to-day -day stuff. It doesn't change how monotonous it is, but I'm more happy with doing it and more strategizing of how I could be productive on my own time as well as how do I be productive on work time to make the most of, of my time. You know, because I, I found myself wasting a lot of time uh, before I took my break just because I needed to take a breath, to take a moment to not be doing that same thing over and over and over. And because of, I needed to do that in order to just keep going, in order to maintain any sort of semblance of productivity, my overall time management was pretty lacking because I was wasting a lot of it just sort of taking those moments to, to zone out and to recuperate enough to keep going, which isn't helpful. That's, that's burning out of your job when you feel like you can't do anything more because you're just so tired. So taking that step back is super helpful in order to gain perspective. And I understand that it is a special opportunity for people to take time off work and to not have to worry about the financial implications of that or to have to worry about having the job when you come back. I realize that is a luxury to be able to do that in the first place in terms of actually taking a step back from work, but it's more figuring out how can you take a step back in other elements of your life? What other parts of your life are you able to take a step back, take a little bit of less control on and say, okay, I'm going to not do these things that I normally do for X amount of time. If that's a day, if that's a few days, if that's a week, whatever it is, and then come back to it more engaged, more ready to be productive, to do these things well, to increase the capacity I have to do these things, to be better at them. All of these things, right? You have to be able to step away from it for a while in order to do that in the first place. And so does that mean professionally? Of course it does, but not necessarily. It's also in our personal lives. Again, for me to engage politically, I had to take a step back from it. I didn't really keep up with the news because I knew that doing that would just weigh me down even more. So I didn't really pay attention to anything else that was going on for a while. And then come back ready to engage, ready to be critical, ready to be more productive with those ideas, with those concepts. And I don't think that's a bad thing to step away for a while. The problem is we live in a culture where taking a step back, taking a break is viewed as a negative thing. Keeping your mental health is not a priority in our culture. What our culture prioritizes is efficiency and the ability to work hard, to go into overdrive, if you will, to do the most work you can do in the least amount of time. To be efficient is how our society measures things. And I'm not against that inherently, but rather then it comes down to us to make sure we're taking care of ourselves in the other areas so that we can actually be efficient. Because I think that's that's sort of the lie that's perpetrated that it's never explicitly said, I don't think, but it's sort of implicitly believed where your mental health and sacrificing your mental health and tied into that is the emotional and spiritual parts of your health as well. To sacrifice all of that in the name of efficiency is deemed as a worthy cause, is deemed as something that is worth doing because the outcome, the productive work is worth it. And I would say in a very small way, you could argue that. But when you're looking at a long-term issue like this, when you're looking at it in terms of years and not just day to day, then it becomes an issue because if you have no mental health, you can't do the rest of these things. If you have no emotional health, you can't
can't do the rest of these things. So what are you doing to take care of yourself in order to be productive in the first place, in order to be efficient in the first place? Because the reality is, if you aren't taking care of yourself in these other areas of your life, you cannot be effective in your work and you cannot be effective in other areas of your life. If you're trying to be this hyper-motivated person in order to have the good job, but also have the good kids, also have the good house, also to have this good standing in the community, whatever it is you're striving for, if you don't have the good mental health, none of that's going to follow it, at least not long term, because you will break from it. It's not a thing you can maintain long term. You have to take care of yourself in these other areas so that you can maintain long term success in these other areas. But how are you measuring what that success looks like? Because usually the way we measure success, the way we measure efficiency does not factor in mental health or emotional health in the slightest. And again, in a small sense, I can see that because those things by their nature are not efficient because they require a lot of energy and focus to maintain. However, in a long-term sense, if you do not use that energy and that focus to maintain those things, the whole system comes crumbling down because we don't really realize that those are the foundation on which everything else is built off of. And so if the foundation rots, if the foundation crumbles, the whole building comes down with. So how are you taking care of yourself to maintain that, to keep moving forward? And again, I recognize that doing something as explicit as a vacation is a luxury not everybody has, and that's okay. You're in a time of life where you can't do that, or you've been in a time of life for a long time where you still can't do that. That's okay. So then what are you doing to take care of yourself? What are you doing to maintain your mental health? Are you going for walks? Are you exercising? Are you eating healthy to maintain your physical health to keep up those other things? Are you doing things that mentally engage you to not only grow that, but maintain where you're at in the first place? As we talked about in the last episode, are you in relationships that are emotionally vulnerable that allow you to express emotions so that that part of you does not shrink, but rather grows, that it gets better. That way you can further use that resource in your other areas of life. How are you getting better in those other areas so that you can be the most efficient person you can be? Because so many people have worked for so long, never having these things that they think that their peak efficiency equals no mental health, no emotional health, and that's how the system works the best. But when you add those things back into it and you actually take care of yourself, you take a moment to just make sure that you are okay, everything else gets better. You find more drive, you find ways to be more efficient, you find ways to be more creative, you find ways to do your job better, and you have more energy while you're doing it because you're taking care of yourself in all of these other areas. You're not trying to use that same efficiency, that same drive to maintain a semblance of mental and emotional health as well as do the thing it's supposed to do in your work or taking care of your kids or whatever it is. So how are you taking care of yourself? What are you doing to better yourself? And there is the key there, right? Because there's something to be said for maintaining versus getting better. Now for sure, maintenance is a good thing in the sense that it means you're not degrading. It means that it's not getting worse, but it's also staying stagnant. And because it's staying stagnant, you're going to start believing that that's the peak of what you can be. And it's not. We can constantly improve on this. Our mental health, our emotional health, our physical health, even all of these things we constantly can get better at. It's a never ending improvement. And the more 
more we improve, the more efficient we're going to get in everything. So instead of saying, yeah, I'm okay with where I'm at, look at it as how can I get better at these things? And quickly to address that, it's not saying that you're, you're not okay with who you are. It's not saying that you're not okay with the progress you've made thus far. Those are all good things. The mindset should be, I am very thankful for where I came from and where I am now because I can see the big difference from where I started versus where I'm at now. However, I am not satisfied because I can see in the distance where I can be and where I can be is going to make me more efficient, is going to make me happier, is going to allow me to do all of these things. And so it's not about constantly driving yourself into the ground to get the best results from whatever you're doing. It's taking care of yourself, recognizing that your entirety will make you the most efficient person can be. And so what does that look like for you? It's hard for me to answer that for you because it's different for every single person. I can't tell you to do the same things that I do because you will either not enjoy them, you it is either impossible for you to do, or you simply will not do them because you don't enjoy them enough. And that's all fine. That's why there's so many different things you can do. But it takes effort to figure that out. It takes intentional thought and dedication and focus. And that's the one commonality that I can state that I'm advocating is if you are not taking this time to actively focus on what are these things that I can do to get better? What are these things that I can do to improve my mental health, my spiritual health, my emotional health, my physical health? If you are not taking the time to do that, everything else will fall behind. And so what are you doing to improve these things? You actually have to take the time to get better. And that's only something that you can do. Other people can point out areas where you may be lacking. Other people can point out where you may have things that you like doing and they can say, hey, maybe this would help. Maybe if you start doing this, this will help. And other people can offer you support. They can say, I encourage you to do these things and I know you can do these things and I want you to do these things because I want you to be better for yourself. And those are all awesome things. But at the end of the day, it's you. You have to do them for yourself. No one else can take control of your life for you. No one else is going to be able to do these things for you. So what are you going to do to get better? How are you going to take control of your life to become better? It depends on what you want and how much effort you're willing to put into it because it's not going to be easy. There's so many things out there about how it's easy to, you know, lose weight, lose 30 pounds in 30 days with this magic whatever, or, you know, achieve Zen through the, these five simple steps, whatever it is, everyone wants it to be easy. And it's not that I'm not sympathetic towards that. Of course we want it to be easy. We don't want to have to make things harder for ourselves when things are already hard. We're looking to do these things because life is hard and we're wanting to make it easier. I get that, but we're being lied to if we're saying that it's going to be easy to start this process. It's not. It's going to be way harder to start this process. It's going to be way harder for us to actually commit to these things. It's going to be way harder for us to actually take initiative, take the control that we can of these things and move forward. It's going to be way harder for us to commit. It's going to be way harder for us to acknowledge that we can be better and that we should be better. That's a hard thing. And anyone who says it's easy is trying to make a quick buck off of you. So what do we do? We take action. That's the biggest thing. All of these things that I'm talking about as they stand right now are ideas. And ideas are great. Ideas are what drive us. Ideas are what propel us to take action. But if there's no action behind the ideas, then they sit as nothing. Ideas without action are nothing. So it's about what you are going to do to get better. How are you going to take control of things to get better? Because it is a 
in your hands. No one else can do it for you. The kind of last element I want to address here is, again, kind of my, my normal mode of operating in the spiritual area, in my Christian faith. This is where it sort of gets contradictory in what I've just been saying, because I talk about control. I talk about owning all of this stuff personally, but we as Christians have to recognize that God is in control of things. So what does that mean when we're talking about taking control of our lives? What does that mean when I say take control of the things in your life because no one else can? What that means is God has empowered you to do things with your life to become better. God has given you the ability to better your life. So what are you going to do with that? Are you going to waste the gift that he has given you or are you going to take that gift and utilize it? The contradictory nature of things is that we as Christians should want God to be in control of everything. I fully believe that. So how do I believe that I want God to be in control of everything, but I also should seize control of things? It kind of manifests in two ways. At least in my mind, I see it as two different ways. One is this, that while God is in control of things, God has given us the ability to decide things here on earth. God has given us some semblance of control over the things that happen in our lives. So what are we going to do with that? That's how this manifests. But also, to say taking control, in my mind, also means giving God the control. And what that looks like is this. So in my life, my ultimate goal is to be the person that God wants me to be. And what does that look like? Well, you read scripture, you read you read his word, you pray, you talk with other Christians, all of these things in order to better understand that. But then what it amounts to is once you know these things of what God wants you to do, you do them because while God in theory could do those things for you he's not going to that takes away everything that he's created so you need to shape your life in a way that is reflecting what God's will is but it's on you to do it when we're seizing control we're not talking about controlling every single element of our lives to the point where we can't let anything or anyone else in though we certainly could and many people do what I'm talking about with taking control is recognizing that there are things we can do better, things that you can do better, things that I could do better, and what are we doing about them? Are we letting them sit there because we don't actually want to confront them, because we don't actually want to acknowledge that they're bad or that they are not helpful? Or are we trying to make those things better? Are we trying to use the resources around us to look to God for help to become better? I'm not saying these things because I think that we should have ultimate control over our lives. Quite frankly, I don't think we should should want that at all because we would run ourselves into the ground and we constantly do but rather if we recognize that there are things in our lives we can improve and there are things in our lives that we can get better at we should do that fully acknowledging that we are going to fail and this is also a very big key in that we are going to fail there's no doubt about it we are going to fail on these things we are never going to do it perfectly so what do we do from there we get back up we keep going keep doing it because the more we do it the better we get the more we fail, the better we realize how we can do it better, how we can actually do it. All of these things help us grow. All of these things help us become the person we should be. So what are we going to do to actually get better? I keep repeating the question because I'm hoping that's what sticks with you from this. I am not the first person to talk about this. None of these ideas I'm speaking of are original. They're sort of the conglomeration of all of the things I've heard and read and just kind of mushing them together in the way that I understand it in the hopes that it will be a way that you can understand it. None of these are original. None of these are new concepts. It's about what you do with them that can make it original. It's 
about what you do with these notions in your own life that makes it unique to you. The way these notions manifest, the way you take care of yourself, the way you better yourself in your life in whatever modes that is, whether it's physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, all of them, a few of them, whatever it is, that will be unique to you. And that's what makes it special. That's what makes it unique. That's what makes it impactful. And that's why there's not one formula because you are a unique person that has to have a unique solution. And that means that you are the only one who can come up with that. I will obviously say you should talk to other people. You should look at those around you who love you, who want you to be better and ask them their opinions. I also think you should look to God for help. You should pray. You should ask him what you think you should do, because that's what I think is going to be the most helpful, of course. But that doesn't mean it's going to be a one size fits all thing. What do you want to do to better your life? What do you want to do to get better? What I'll say is that I have an email address linked in the description of this podcast. If you want to ask me, I'm happy to give my advice. I just, I have to state, I'm not an expert on these things. I'm no expert in life. I'm no expert in psychology. In my opinion, I don't know more than anyone else. I can offer you advice. I can be someone who can tell you in a generic sense what to do, but that's it. The rest is going to be on you to help figure that out for yourself. What I can say is that it's worth it. Getting better in these areas is worth it. Taking that step back is worth it so that you can get better, so that you can maintain your health, so you can grow in your health and constantly find new ways of being more efficient. I know this sort of went a little bit of a different direction from, I guess, a talking about taking a break (laughs) topic, but this is something I care about a lot. It's something I see a lot of people not doing. And so I want to offer my opinion in terms of saying, I think you should do it. I think you should value yourself enough to want to change, to want to get better. That's about all I've got for this episode. A little bit shorter, I think, than some of the others, but I want to say thank you for all those still listening. I really appreciate it. Any feedback, any comments, any criticisms, I would love to hear from you about. I'm looking to improve on this. You know, this is one of the ways for me I'm looking to get better because I I know this isn't a perfect podcast. I don't think that kind of thing exists anyway, but I want to be better at doing this because for me, this is an important part of maintaining my health. So if there's any way I can do it better, I would love to hear from you about how to do that. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode.